0: Good morning, and welcome to Breakfast with the Beak. I am your host Johnny Goodtimes. Joining me is my sidekick, uh, I'm Dr. Eisenberg. Good morning, Johnny. Good morning, Nicks Good morning, Nicks Good morning to all of you fine folks out there doing the Lord's work by bothering to listen to our show. Yeah, yeah. Actually. I'm not going to say what Lord. No, it could be anyone. Yeah. Uh, you uh, top five lords, Johnny. Go. Uh, Ned Stark. Uh, four others. <laughs> I don't care. I, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, you want to do a little mailbag? We get the we get to, the mailbags feeling a little full. Well, as full as it gets, and so sure. Yeah, all yeah, right. No, I mean, I like I like the mailbag when it happens. All right, all right. right. Let's like rock out
1: some mailbag. So uh, first off, on the mailbag, and we have a mailbag theme song. Mailbag, unka 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 mailbag, here it comes,
0: unka unka unka. Mailbag, unka unka unka. Do we have a shorter mailbag theme song for next time? Uh, that was very uncomfortable for me. Mailbag! <laughs> <laughs> How about that? That's, That's good enough. Yeah, okay, it's yeah. a little high. Maybe do like a
1: Fred Schneider thing, like mailbag! That's uh, not it's, a great Fred Schneider. <laughs> well, I've been practicing, but I'm not there yet. Well, it's, i got to listen to more Fred Schneider. Yeah,
0: it's a lot of work. How about we do the mailbag? Okay, let's do the mailbag. I regret this whole line of the conversation. <laughs> you you brought it up. Yeah, well, First, that was a mistake. <laughs> So, First up on the mailbag... First up on the mailbag...
1: ...is uh, uh, double submissions. Uh, we got some submissions from our new pal, uh, Sebastian in Boston. That is correct. Yes, he sent us a bunch. Uh, however, we got a doubles, because Sebastian asked us to talk about dragons. He did indeed. Good news! You don't have to wait. What you have to do is go to iTunes or go to beak.org, download episode 64... Of Breakfast with the Beak. That is the one with that's, the dragon. That's uh, that's uh, our dragon episode, June 10th,
0: 2012. It wasn't it's, great. Uh, it, well, that's not the point. The point is we did it. We did do it. It's done. It's Check. done. <laughs> Checked it off the list of everything in, in that we have. Big
1: encyclopedia of everything Breakfast with the Beak talks about. That one's good.
0: Yeah, when you guys get off your asses and make a wiki for us, yeah, that will be a page on it. Yeah, yeah. you'll be able to look it up. So. Also do that. Yeah. Fans. Yeah. Fans who make wikis. That's all of you. It's super easy now. Yeah, totally. Any of you can make a wiki. Right? But not us. No, I'm not going to do that. We know how. We just choose not to. (laughs) That's not going to happen. You're lucky this happens. Uh (laughs) It would be self-aggrandizing to make our own wiki. It would be... Yeah, how are we our biggest fans? I know we're not our biggest fans. I'm certainly not my biggest fan.
1: No, 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 that's ridiculous. But anyway, yeah. Anyway, so, But we got, we got more
0: Sebastian that we haven't yeah. done yet. We'll get to that in future yes, weeks. We, we did not put Dragons on the big list because Dragons has been on the big list. Yeah, you good. So, yeah. Uh, Jonah, we got some more mail. Oh, good. In the mailbag. Good. This segment would have been foolish without that. It really
1: would have. Yes. Um, we got, okay, so I don't want to go into too much explaining, but, you know, as you guys know, we are in a rock band called Giant Baby. Along with Captain Fun and Charlie Slick. To an
0: extent. Yes,
1: yes. Well, you know, is there
0: a second Giant Baby album on the way? Ask Captain Fun. That's all I'm going to say. Leave him alone, though. He he needs time to create. I mean... The album that may or may not be happening. Well, the point is, Giant Baby got a message
1: this week. Yes, we did. Subject from the keyboard player. Subject, I love your band. And this gentleman says... I don't want this to come across like the handwritten note someone left on my windshield last night, politely reminding me I took up two parking spaces with my crap compact car. It is, in fact, a very stately Mazda... <laughs> Maz- Mazda 6 wagon. <clears throat> we have the same name! Let's tour! We'll pay extra for the V on the marquee. I just spent the past couple of hours learning the horn part in marbles with jimmies. Perhaps I can sit in during your next set? Cheers from Canada, Patrick, keyboard player for The Giant Baby at thegiantbaby.bandcamp.com. That is correct. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Johnny? Because I'm having trouble figuring out what this guy's angle is.
0: See, now, if the fine folks out there go to our Bandcamp,
1: Right, at and, giantbaby.bandcamp.com. Yes, yeah,
0: just regular giant... just giantbaby.bandcamp.com.
1: Yeah, without the the is yes. the point.
0: Well, yeah. if those fine folks go there... Listen to a little song called "Marbles with Jimmy's." Mm-hmm. Uh, you may notice the horn part is just me blowing on a, a noisemaker. Can we can, let's play the horn part? Okay, so you want to hear the yeah, Patrick here says he's
1: been practicing the horn part for "Marbles with Jimmy's." Here's the horn part. Wow,
0: some horn part. So you can understand now. Is he be, is he being sarcastic? Yeah, like is he saying, "Hey, you guys suck," and I will mock you and start a giant baby beef with you. By talking about, oh man, you guys obviously worked so hard on this song. It's not like we're any different from you, even though we're a real band who can quote-unquote play instruments and quote-unquote rehearse. You know, and... What- <laughs> but but here's the thing. If he was trying to be a dick about it... Yeah. Why would his first paragraph
1: just be a non-sequitur anecdote about his car? He did park across two spaces.
0: That's what a dick does. Uh, well, yeah, but th- I feel like he might just be goofy. He might just be. That's the other thing. Maybe he's just being goofy, you know? Frankly, we members of Giant Baby... Right. Pretty much, with the exception of Captain Fun, who can actually play... Yeah all constantly mock each other for all of our contributions to the work. Right. Because it's like, hey, you can't sing. Yeah, well, all you did was play the tambourine. Yeah, Yeah. well, you wrote applesauce and toast, you asshole. Yeah. Is what people say to me, because I wrote applesauce and toast. Yeah, you only
1: know one bass riff, and you can't remember how to play it anymore.
0: I remembered when I needed it. (laughs) That's the point. That's why we can't play live shows. Yeah, that's one of the reasons. (laughs) remembered once. But, yeah... But 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 the point is we, we tease each other about the shittiness of what transpired. So perhaps this guy, perhaps he, he believes he has an instant rapport with us. And he can say, oh man, you guys, oh that horn part, oh it sucks. But it's okay because we're all bros here. We're growing down. Who knows? Maybe he thinks that's okay. Maybe he, he just feels like that connection to us because we're all giant babies here.
1: Well, real musicians uh, uh, often have a natural rapport because they've been in the same boat. You know, they've played bars at midnight on Tuesday for two people. Yeah. That kind of thing. Like, there's a natural camaraderie for unfamous bands.
0: That's correct.
1: And, I mean, we don't really fit that stereotype because all we did was record at home and release on the internet. We never played shows. Yeah, no. But here's the other thing, though. I honestly, unironically... Like, a lot of stuff that most people would just think is stupid and terrible. Uh, uh, Ween, Adam and his package, Wesley Willis. Yeah. You know, I love that kind of stuff. That's and, fair. And and a lot of people would be, if you just say that, they're like, oh, you're kidding. You're pretending to like crap.
0: No, I, it's fun. So maybe he, th- he likes it on that level. Yeah, maybe he hears it and he's like, ooh, outsider art. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's like, oh, man, these guys are really edgy. I thought I was on the edge, but...
1: That, that could be the thing, you <laughs> These know.
0: guys are obviously seriously ill. This is a repertory company based out of a mental institution who was allowed to make an album.
1: Like, how, well, how do you think the Vaselines reacted the first time they found out Kurt Cobain liked them?
0: Like, they were probably
1: confused.
0: Yeah, they probably <laughs> called each other and said, hey, remember that thing we did? And the other guy was like, kinda.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> So, I don't know. And I don't want to stereotype here, but he's Canadian. and They are a
0: friendly people.
1: Everyone I know from Canada, even the most hardcore, angry, rude punks, are like the nicest people I know. They are
0: super nice. Perhaps in Canada, you can go up to a stranger and immediately start being friends with them. And, you know, gently mocking their work and understand that they will take it in stride. Because it's just a less hostile environment than here. That sounds nice. You know? Yeah. Like, you can go up to Canada and be like, oh, man, I'll bet that horn part took a long time to learn. All day, probably. And the other guy will be like, oh, we're having fun here, because that's what Canada is all about. And uh, and then you have
1: waffles with real maple
0: syrup and don't. Yeah, or gravy or whatever, yeah. Yeah. I mean, or that's poutine, I guess. <laughs> well, whatever. The- but the point is you eat some weird food that we don't have here and you <laughs> and you just like you know, are nice and then you go to the doctor for free, you bastards. <laughs> okay. Canada's great. Yeah. Patrick's probably nice. Yeah. But our first reaction was
1: like, not sure whether or not he was being mean. I
0: can't tell if this guy's being a dick or not, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's that's part of living in New York. That's part of being podcasters. Yeah. That's part of being part in your of, early 30s.
0: That's part of just being an American on the internet where everything is all about us and who's mad at us and who are we mad at. Right. Yeah. And on that note. On that note. Let's, let's roll a topic. topic. Okay. <laughs> let's see who we're fucking mad at today. Okay. Probably one of you guys. Well. Well, that's the premise of the show. <laughs> Fourteen. Fourteen. What is topic number fourteen, Johnny? All right. Topic number fourteen is Regina Spector versus My Heart from Nick in Philadelphia. Thank you, Nick. Should I say, sincerely, Nick in Philadelphia? Yeah. Because that's a sweet title.
1: X's and O's. <laughs> Nick. Buckets of love.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm not mad at Regina Spector. No. I, I like Regina Spector. She
0: She seems like somebody I would find it hard to stay mad at. Uh,
1: I, I yeah, I, that's fair. Yeah. I, it's an interesting way to phrase asking us to talk about Regina Spector. Regina Spector versus my heart. But you mean his heart. Versus Nick's heart.
0: Or ours, whatever.
1: I mean, but I can kind of see it. Yeah. Because she's kind of immediately endearing. Um, yes. It's, and it's not just that she's beautiful, which she is, but well. it's mm-hmm. even if you've never seen like her videos or even yeah. a picture of her. She's, she's automatically uh, compelling, I oh,
0: yeah. would say. I, 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 would, uh, I wouldn't argue with the beautiful thing because I agree, mm-hmm. but I would definitely categorize, because we're going to have to categorize some people. Sorry, that's just, you got to break some eggs. Okay. Uh, I would definitely put her in that category of someone who is immediately just lovely if you're not into g- generic blonde girls on TV, you know, on whatever Team Soap is on this week. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, One of those people who, you know, if she wasn't famous, she'd do a lot of Instagram stuff trying to make herself look like a movie star from the 40s. Yeah, for fun.
1: Yeah. 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 No, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, she's not your typical, like, um... Pop star, musician in general? Yeah, I can't even think of a a physical comparison. No. Uh, Who's a a pretty blonde no-name
0: now? Um, Who cares? Yeah. Probably, I don't care. Right. Um... Yeah, what's her name? I don't care. The one on the TV. Who gives a shit? Fair enough. Yeah. Um, It's not about that. It's not about what she looks like, because that, although is immediately one of the factors that makes a person endearing... I don't think that's why she's versus Nick's heart. No, not at all. She's also, like, crazy talented.
1: Regina Spector is a musician. Yes. Uh, She's a singer-songwriter, based in New York, but she's from Russia originally. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Moved from the Soviet Union when she
0: was a kid. Like Eugene Merman. Absolutely which, like puts you her in good, in. which puts her in good company yeah or iron Rand which puts both of them in terrible company well different generation <laughs> different
1: generation the iron the ones yeah. we I feel like the ones we got in the 80s yeah by and large good folks you know. that's fair That's yeah. fair yeah yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh uh yeah no I'm not this is a this is actually a tricky podcast topic yeah because I'm not angry but I'm not like super all over it either, you know? See,
0: now here's what makes this topic tricky for me. Okay. Now, when we get topics, as we have discussed in the past, Mm -hmm. when a topic requires research, upon receipt of that topic, we do the research so that should it come up in a roll, we are prepared.
1: Right. Regina Spector has six albums.
0: Prior to this topic, I did not know her work. Okay. I had heard a handful of songs, none of them in context, none of them on a full album. Okay. You know, so... We obviously set about hearing at least all the studio albums. Okay, uh, that's what I heard. I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of rarities and B-sides and web-only shit. That... She's got some fun rarities and like live cuts and yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely, like super fan stuff that I did not have time to get into. And I'm sure that's the best stuff. And you're going to hate me for not doing it, but
1: but well, I've listened. I feel like I listened to more Regina Spektor prior to this than you did. Almost so. Certainly. First impressions on just like. Uh, hard listen through all six.
0: Go. Uh first impressions. Uh okay. It's a lady with a piano. Yes. And so you first think it's either gonna be, you know, deliberately obtuse and slightly intimidating, a la Tori Amos, Okay. Or it's gonna be just capital Q quirky, like you might as well trade in that piano for a fucking ukulele.
1: Like Zoe Deschanel. Yes. Okay.
0: And happily it is neither. This is true. Yeah. The one thing
1: that comes across to me anyway with Regina Spektor's music is I believe the authenticity.
0: I would, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying she's done all or most or any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that a vast majority of those songs are nowhere near autobiographical. They're more little short stories.
1: She's actually said in interviews that they are not autobiographical. There we go. She flat out says she's making shit up. It's just stuff that pops into her head. Well, it's good stuff by and large. Yeah, yeah. But like, at no point do I feel like she's being stage managed or having stuff written for her. No,
0: she is getting very little media coaching. Yeah, nobody is dressing her.
1: Like everyone likes to bust on uh, Zoe Deschanel now. Yeah, and like, I, by and large, I feel like it's not her fault because she's primarily an actress. Yeah, and and actors and actresses uh, they just they follow scripts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, John Hamm is not Don Draper.
0: He kind He's not, of is, though.
1: Well, he's not like that. I mean, he hangs... Oh, no,
0: no, he's nice. He's nice. He hangs out with stand-up comics. Yeah, no. And just farts around. Yeah, no, he is as handsome and as well-dressed as Don Draper. But, yeah, no, he... As far as I know, he doesn't drink too much. He wasn't raised in a whorehouse. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, that I know of. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like like Zoe Deschanel acts at the parts that are written for her. Yeah, but she kind of takes that home with her.
1: I mean, she does... Well, now she's typecast. Like, a lot of typecasting is like funny fat guys. Yeah, yeah. So we're used to that. You know, we know what Dom DeLuise is going to be up to when he shows up in something.
0: Yeah. And it's true that a lot of actors who are typecast do sort of... You know, they do take that home with them, and they do develop that persona... And, I mean, look no further than the divergent careers of Shatner and Nimoy... (laughs)
1: Absolutely. For
0: an example of what taking your work home with you can do.
1: <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. But, yeah, well, I, I feel like it's sort of thing where you do something once in a, a show or a film, and it catches on. And then people say, oh, do you want to do a sitcom with a character like that one? Okay, yeah. do you want to be in uh, cell phone commercials uh, playing a version of you that's like that character? Exactly. And it just kind of snowballs?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, that's true. You know, Zoe Deschanel's cell phone commercial, it's all, oh, Siri... Give me cute, cozy things to do, you know? Yeah. John Malkovich's cell phone commercial is, you know, Siri, gaze into the void with me. <laughs> right. And then, that, and, and, I mean, and that's a different kind of typecasting, but I mean... But it's the same kind of thing. Like, yeah. later in his career,
1: Malkovich now gets typecast for, you know, just big, bald weirdo well, kind of roles.
0: And he does it well. Yeah, no, he's exceptionally good at that. Right. But this is about Regina Spector, who we're talking about very little. <laughs> well, I feel like Re- the point is, Yeah.
1: I feel like everything Regina Spector does is her idea.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, just to get into, you know, who she is besides just lady with a piano, because that's a little vague. Mm-hmm. You know, she started out doing, well, I don't know if she started out, but certainly she rose to prominence doing sort of cabarets in New York in what... Most articles about her refer to as the anti-folk scene. Yeah. Well, which, I'm a little vague on what that is. All I know is it somehow involved Kimya Dawson, who I'm not going to say is the farthest thing from Regina Specter, but in terms of vocal range, is the farthest thing from Regina Spector. Regina Spector has a... Beautiful, beautiful voice. Yeah, that can go, like, it can go very pretty, it can go very soft, it can go full Bjork when she wants it to, and she wants it to frequently.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Kimya Dawson kind of has one note. Yeah. And she's She's, actually... Kimya Dawson
0: has uh, one note and one volume level, and she works it.
1: Right. I mean, yeah. uh, the moldy peaches are on that same wavelength as, like, Ween and Wesley Willis and Adam and his package. Yeah. I genuinely, honestly love it. Yeah. but No, I love Kimya Dawson. I mean, but it, you wouldn't necessarily call it good if yeah. you were evaluating it on, like, specific musical terms.
0: It's like, and I'm thinking, you know, hey, Kimya Dawson, you're by the standards of us, insanely famous, but I know you make time for the little guys. Maybe you listen to this show. Probably not. <laughs> probably not but we talk oh. about some stuff that you might be into. I don't know. We're talking about you. Although, interesting connection. Regina Spector is married to the guitarist from the Moldy Peaches. Probably because she was in they, that the, scene That scene with those people. Right. Yeah. Well, the point is, she put out a couple albums, you know, all by her lonesome, self-released, or super indie or something. This was, my understanding is this was around 2001 that this yeah. started. Yeah.
1: So, if she were doing it now, she'd probably have a band camp. Ah, wow. uh, almost certainly. Yeah. yeah, but she got signed for starting with the... Third album, third like album, to an actual label.
0: She put it out, and then a, a real label was like, We'd like to put it out better. Mm-hmm. And you know, from there on out, she's been on a, a proper label and so forth. But I don't know, it just has. She seems to have, yeah, avoided a lot of the coaching. I mean, she's certainly big enough that people will recognize her name, even if they don't know her stuff.
1: I, do, I doubt she gets much in the way of radio play. I did hear her like in a Starbucks once or a Barnes & Noble or something, somewhere. So there's that, yeah. But like, by and large, you. You might recognize one thing she's done on a commercial or an episode of an HBO show.
0: Well, exactly. I mean, you know, the people in charge of picking music for stuff. Yeah. That's my knowledge of showbiz. (laughs) The people in charge of picking music for stuff. uh, Great job. Yeah, they they hear, you know, oh, hey, it's a lady with a piano who does songs about, you know, love and death, but also does songs about just, you know, household chores and stuff, Mm -hmm. well, we have an endless fountain of uh, end credit songs and ways to sell hybrid cars now. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of impressive that I didn't recognize much of what I heard from that. That's fair. I, I mean, at this point, you know, commerce and music are inextricably linked because there's just no other way to make money in music now. Well, yeah, I mean, if you happen, if you do get do
1: like, you know, the Ting Tings or CSS or something where you have a song on an iPod commercial. Yeah. That one song. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like Dragonette or something. It's like that one song gets a million buys on mm-hmm. iTunes and then people forget about you. Yeah. But yeah.
0: They're like, wow, whatever happened to those guys. And meanwhile, the fans are still showing up at the dirty clubs for the shows. Absolutely. Yeah. And they
1: have all six albums and, you know, whatever. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, uh, but yeah, that's just because I brought it up just now. Uh-huh. Yeah, a, a very wide range of topics in her music. Oh, in her, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you, I believe, when we were originally listening to these, uh-huh. or when you were sort of, you know, walking me through my introduction to it. Okay, that's right. You brought up a comparison to uh, Tom Waits. Uh, Yeah, especially on, um, uh, I
1: believe it was her first album, 1111. 11. Yeah. As I was listening to it, I listened to it several times. Well. Um, I I gradually got this kind of Tom Waits vibe. Like, she doesn't sound vocally like him. Well. But the one person telling stories that are, to a degree, about a relationship, relationships, and to a degree about... Sad topics. Yeah. And then kind of drift off in the abstract and the bizarre. Yeah. At, while someone, cause some of her songs are very structured, you know, verse, chorus, etc. Yeah. And some of them are very meandering and have different parts that. You don't realize they're going to fit together until yeah. they do.
0: Like, it's got the verse and the chorus and the verse, and then there's a bridge that's longer than the entire rest of the song. That's a yeah. whole other song. Right. And then another chorus and another verse. you know. She's
1: got, yeah, even on that album, um, like, there's a song called, um, it's one of my favorite songs on that album. It's called Pavlov's Daughter. Alrighty. And it, it's got kind of a um, an Amy Winehouse kind of jazzy part, okay. and it's got this other part where she's like, Slowly dripping into something and telling a sad story about like, you know, an apartment building. But then it's got this like, she's almost sort of like doing a like a deep rapping thing it's weird it's got multiple parts and the structure is all over the place But it comes out well
0: oh yeah no, I mean and I think in terms like you said doesn't sound like Tom Waits vocally yeah obviously well no one does well A no one does and certainly I don't think any woman does no, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah just because it's there are certain anatomical possibilities that are, you know, closed off to certain people. But if
1: Waits were a young woman with a beautiful voice, I feel like this is as close as you could realistically get.
0: I mean, you know, Tom Waits, I feel like, you know, he can sing without the voice. Mm -hmm. And he does that deliberately. Well, yeah, he used to sing without the voice all the time. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, you know, he's doing that deliberately. Regina Spector is certainly doing some really interesting things vocally. Yeah. Quite deliberately. Quite, you know, instead of just using her regular voice, she's not quite doing silly voices, but you know, she's going to some really crazy places with it. I think occasionally she does silly voices. But okay, yeah. she does do some silly voices. She right. does one song with an Italian accent and yes. yeah. But uh <laughs> But yeah, no, I think like if, if there were to be a, you know, what is the the female vocal equivalent of the kind of stuff Tom Waits is doing. Yeah. I think this is definitely a direction one could go.
1: I mean, yeah, and she, she's in in some ways on par with like a Fiona Apple, who is, and, and with Fiona Apple, it depends, depending on which song, how weird she's going to get. Yeah. You, you hear her when she's being candid. She's a damn weirdo, and it's oh, awesome.
0: Oh, yeah, no. It, it, Regina Spector songs are like Fiona Apple interviews.
1: Kinda yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I listened to that Mark Marin podcast where she she told Mark all about the time she lost like a month watching hummingbirds in her backyard.
0: Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, there, there could be a song about that.
1: Yeah, and that sort of that totally sounds like a character in a Regina Spector song. Yeah,
0: and that that's the other Waitzian thing, of course, is the use of you know character material. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, here's a little short story about someone who is. Doing something, you know, it doesn't matter what they do. I mean, it matters for the song, but you know, big picture, what? Right. And so, it it's not something that happened to me. It's not something from some book or something. It's this is just a story about some people. Yeah. Like, if, if, I don't think he has, but if Neil Gaiman ever did, like, a, a mini-series about
1: Delirium from the Sandman series, uh, yeah, and they made, like, a, a TV show about it, yeah, I would probably play a lot of Regina Spector in the background.
0: That would be a good thing to put on that show.
1: I think that would really yeah. fit with the Delirium character.
0: See, that's the thing. There's always those rumors, you know, that Delirium was based on Tori Amos, who, who Neil Gaiman is actually friends with, and may have had sex with, I don't remember. Um, Um, well, whatever. Back when that meant something. Anyway. uh, (laughs) But, again, I think this might be a better fit. Me was just, you know, waiting for this to come along.
1: (laughs) I I mean, my understanding of Tori Amos is that she is weirder than her songs suggest.
0: Holy shit. What? (laughs) That's really weird. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's something I, I, I'm. I'm like worried that I'm going to bump into her now. Oh, I mean, Not because no. she's going to hear this, just because what might she do? I don't know. Probably the same kind of shit delirium does. Do something to make me feel bugs everywhere, <laughs> or see only colors. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that, that character went to some very dark places, is the point. Well, Tori Amos is not a god, so you're well, probably okay. Or...
1: Good. Whatever the Endless are, they're beyond gods. It's not about Sandman. <laughs> it's not, it's not. It's not about either. you either. Good, also uh, good,
0: because I'm scared that she might be a wizard. Uh,
1: if anyone is friends with a wizard, it might be Neil Gaiman.
0: Well, there you go. Yeah. I mean, just, but again, to go back to the original, not original at all, but the... Mentioned and swiftly abandoned topic Uh Of the extremely wide range of subject matter in the songs Yes Yeah, I mean, some of them are, you know If not completely literally Then at least seemingly about very mundane or silly topics Sure, sure Yeah I mean, most of them have some subtext where it's like, oh, you listen to it and it's about something else and it makes me sad, but at least superficially about a relatively mundane sort of thing.
1: I mean, there's a lot of metaphor. I mean, there's yeah. a there's a song where like, um, you know, the, the character is a man who's like, you know, he's walking to the subway and he gets wet and he takes off his shoes. And everyone's grossed out because everyone's depressed and it's the subway and it's a rainy day. But is this this whole metaphor for, like, not taking life too seriously and just kind of, like, fuck it.
0: We're probably totally wrong about that.
1: I don't think I am. See, I've heard, th- I've listened to that song, like, a hundred times.
0: See, that's the thing, though, is, like, whenever there's something that's got, like, you know, like, when there's a musician who has a lot of songs or if there's a TV show that has, like, a really dedicated fan base or something. Uh-huh. If there's one thing in that catalog that all the fans hate, mm-hmm. like if there's one episode of a show that all the fans hate, or one song or one album by a musician that all the fans hate, uh-huh. one or the other of us is going to be like, I think it's okay. Mm, I don't know if there's a Regina Spektor
1: song that fits in that, but,
0: but I don't. I, yeah, because we like it. I don't know our hardcore fan base. Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, I'm sure that there's like there's some like subtle nuances to the anti-folk you know rule book or whatever. Like, you know, there's some anti-folk scene traditions, and it's like, oh, by by using this chord progression on this song, she, she you know, ruined it.
1: I don't think either of us know enough about the whatever yeah. the anti-folk scene is yeah. to actually say anything about that. She used
0: an impure time signature. Do you actually know what the anti-folk scene rules are? I'm literally making this up I'm, right now. I, I have agree. not given this any thought. Okay, but I have another comparison, okay? okay. Like... What about when a band has a big
1: catalog of songs and a hardcore fan base, and then there's one song that becomes super popular with a more mainstream crowd, and the fan base hates it? Examples. That I Get Knocked Down song by Chumbawamba. Oh, yeah. Real Chumbawamba fans will tell you that's not what they sound like. They will definitely tell you that. Now, I am not a hardcore Chumbawamba fan, so I don't know the details. (laughs) But that's my understanding. Yeah. Example I know a little better Every Breath You Take by The Police. Yeah. Worst police song, typical Sting song. Typical fucking Sting song. Yeah. yeah. And and hardcore police fans will tell you, fuck Every Breath You Take. Yeah. But people who remember song from Sting primarily from his later stuff will all be like, oh yeah, Every Breath You Take, I remember oh, that one.
0: So romantic. Yeah. It's like it's a song about government surveillance. Is it? I've heard that it is. I feel like it's a song about a stalker. Is one better? Um, I
1: feel like the government is less likely to murder you than a lone wolf.
0: Well, okay, that's fair. (laughs) But but if they do, who's gonna know? Like, if the government taps my phone? Yeah. Whatever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, that's a fine attitude. <laughs> okay, but if one person who is obsessed with me taps my phone... Okay, that's weird that they know how to do that. That's who kills me. Y-
0: y- oh, yeah. You get
1: my comparison? Yes. It's like, the government's yeah. probably just going to go, yeah, he's not interesting, whatever. Yeah. Make a note. Oh, so if
0: you got nothing to hide, then it's fine. I get it. Okay. Now I know where we stand. <laughs> I have
1: a podcast. There's 80 hours of the shit that comes out of my yeah. mouth. Free to the public. Everyone knows I have nothing worth saying. I demonstrate <laughs> it every week. Don't undersell the product here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you get my point. I do get your point. Yeah. Uh, but
1: anyway, I, the point is, I don't know if there's a Regina Spector song that applies to that formula. Because I wouldn't say I've heard a single like big hit.
0: Yeah, no, Or even
1: I mean, something like that gets overused on an iPod commercial.
0: Not, not really. I mean, again, I mean, I'm sure there are some songs that have popped up in commercials I don't remember, or TV shows I don't watch. Sure, you know, and people they got a bunch of iTunes downloads the next day or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know what those are. I didn't bother looking up sales figures. I, you know, I they, they on uh, Wikipedia
1: for like musicians that have stuff that shows up in shows and commercials and whatnot. Yes, I, I actually I skimmed through that. And I didn't find anything that seemed really
0: glaring, you know? Yeah. Like,
1: this was on an episode of Girls. She did a thing in the credits of
0: Weeds one week. Everyone did a thing in the credits of Weeds one week.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I feel like there wasn't a single big, like, chumbawamba moment in her career, at least. There hasn't been thus far. Not, not yet, at least. Yeah. I feel like sooner or later, there's going to be a Starbucks commercial that blows up and everyone's going to get sick of one song.
0: I mean, I think she was either... I don't want to say I don't want to say that I don't know this because that means I don't know this song. Okay. She was either in a Benfold song or just in the video for that song. Oh, I think both.
1: Okay, possible. And
0: it's like that's probably reached more people than anything else she's done for good or for ill. You know, right?
1: Me, yeah. me, may, yeah, maybe it's like a a, a, a featuring situation. Yeah, like uh, that band Fun. That awful, awful band Fun.
0: You do hate Fun. That's I do hate Fun. <laughs> Fuck Fun. Fun is terrible. <laughs> that
1: that We Are Young song? Yeah. If you look it up, apparently Janelle Monae is on that song. Wow. I don't remember her being on that song because Janelle Monae is awesome. Yeah, and her. I feel like
0: anything she would be on would be enjoyable.
1: Her albums are great and, like, <laughs> creative and original and have, like, a culturally significant sci-fi element.
0: Afrofuturism is the word you're looking for.
1: Afrofuturism, which is a whole topic we should get into on its own.
0: It's a real thing.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But like, yeah, I don't remember, like, if you only knew Janelle Monae from that fun song, you'd have a negative opinion of her. You listen to The Arch-Android? Oh, absolutely. Complete
0: 180. Different person. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, maybe Spectre has a song like that. Like, she's on a crappy Ben Fold song or something.
0: Yeah, I was an know. okay Ben Fold song.
1: <laughs> I don't... I don't. I don't think I've heard that one. Yeah, so, yeah. So. I can't actually speak to Ben Folds. They're okay.
0: Yeah. It's like I've heard the song and I don't remember it because I suck. Yeah,
1: I, I don't have a strong opinion about Ben Folds Five.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, they're fine. Whatever. They were okay. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah, no. To finally get back to the the broad range of topics she covers. Yeah, that is what is pitting her against my heart. Mm. Okay, because I have a soft spot for bands that are. N- not quite quirky, uh-huh. but willing to do songs about things other than love and sadness. Which are the two things that all songs are about. Right, okay, you I, know, I, I like, see what you mean. Like, I mean, even going back to something like Frank Zappa, you know? Sure. Okay, here's a song about vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> here's a song about...
1: Uh, um, the exploding toys made in Santa Claus's workshop.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Whatever. Frank Zappa could do a song about anything, and God damn it it would actually be pretty good. Here's a, a whole opera about a guy who fucks a robot. I wish I'd written that. Yeah. Every day I wish I'd written that. That's fair. Yeah. 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 And, and so, you know, if, if Frank Zappa can write about robot humping, well, of course I'm going to look at that and be like, hey, somebody's writing about something other than the two acceptable song topics.
1: It's like the Pixies. <laughs> I don't even understand what half half of the Pixie songs are about. Yeah. Because they're all they're, they're the subjects are all over the place. Exactly. It's like whereas, you know, you listen to the Smiths, I like the Smiths, but I pretty much <laughs> get where it's going.
0: You know what you're gonna get
1: with Smiths. You're mostly sad. <laughs> yeah. You know. I mean like
0: sometimes you're interesting,
1: kinda angry sad. Yeah. But like it's sensitive anger. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But like yeah. we occasionally talk about Shonen Knife on the show, yeah, and their propensity for songs about food and animals and outer space, absolutely. And and yeah, again, I mean that's <laughs> that is those to- those topics without subtext. Those songs are pure text. Do you like a certain kind of food? Here's a song about it. Yeah. uh, They've
1: got three different songs with banana in the title. (laughs) Yes, they do. (laughs) Yes, they do.
0: (laughs) And they're all actually songs about bananas or banana-based products. Well, banana chips, banana fish. Well, uh, okay, banana fish isn't a banana. Yeah. It's a kind of fish, though. Yeah, but it's a song about banana fish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's what it promises. Right. But yeah, Regina Spector
1: is along that same
0: wavelength. So yeah. She's willing
1: to just write songs about other stuff. Exactly. And, and that's, that's cool.
0: And I mean, you know, as Frank Zappa brought up, you know, does humor belong in music and all that? Yeah. And uh, I I mean, I will always emphatically argue yes, and not just because he said it first, mm-hmm. but because I knew that before I knew who he was. That's fair. You've been an AMIB be Giants fan for a long ass time. I have. Everyone finds that shit in high school, and some people take to it. Yeah. 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 And, and again, like, yeah, they do that too. It's like, hey, what's this song going to be about? I don't know yet. It, <laughs> 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 Let's look around the room at some objects that we can, you know, make a metaphor out of. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like even on the the new They Might Be Giants album, yeah. there's a there's a, the first track is about a, someone whose head is on fire. Yeah, and it's from the point of view of the person noticing that their head is
0: on fire. Yeah. I mean, and it's not literal, but it's not quite pure symbolic either. Is it? Yeah, I'm not even convinced it's not literal. Well,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say. Well,
0: exactly. I mean, obviously, it's working on sort of a metaphorical level of you know, hey, look at this thing I'm noticing. And it just, they they happen to choose an insane thing to be noticed. Right. Which is a mode Regina Spector gets into very frequently. Yeah. she takes something absurd or outlandish and, and then bases, uses it as the basis for a more universal experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like, and that is something that I'm always happy to see a music, and it's such a weirdly specific thing uh-huh. that, like, you know, it doesn't fit into a single genre or a single, you know, era, but, and, and it it's hardly, you know, universal across bands at all, but because it is such an oddly specific thing, yeah. I'm always so happy to see it anywhere.
1: Yeah, like, I don't know how to how to do, like, a category search on, like, uh, uh, what's it, what was that thing where you could like make your own radio
0: channel pandora maybe yeah
1: i don't know how to do like a a
0: pandora channel for
1: a a genre that specific
0: yeah it's like like overextended metaphors yeah long lists of silly names right that's another favorite micro genre of music of mine is just a long list of weird people
1: yeah you know pandora and and it doesn't make categories like that that you can search and yeah. neither does anybody
0: else. No, no, that's too specific even for them.
1: It's like you really have to find each individual artist and then dig.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know? And in this case I'm very glad I did. I'm definitely going to be and have been returning to this music, you know.
1: Yeah, it's really good. I mean, yeah. it's not I for me it's not all the time music necessarily, but there are There are definitely times and scenarios where, you know, Regina Spector is just a great thing for me to listen to at a given moment.
0: Yeah. And uh, to be fair, we are really underselling how utterly heartbreaking a lot of it is.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no.
0: If you're sad right now, maybe give it a pass till later. If you've recently been broken up with or recently got back together with someone, you're going to cry. You might find it cathartic, though. Yeah, you might. Again,
1: because I feel like there's an authenticity when she's talking about, you know, breakups and relationships and death and whatnot.
0: And again, I mean, authenticity is an interesting word there because these are effectively short stories and not real experiences. Right, but I trust the storyteller. Yes, no, she's a good storyteller. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, uh, when Bob Saget is talking on How I Met Your Mother, yeah. about stories about his wacky friends to his kids, or whatever the fuck that show is about, I don't believe Bob Saget when he's telling me stories. I feel like he's being a dick who's jerking me around. Yeah, for I like 12 seasons. I don't like that show. Yeah. But it's, it's not about that. Like, <laughs> I'm just the only uh, untrustworthy narrator off the top of my head. Yeah. But...
0: <laughs> you know... Nabokov is also a direction you could have gone there. <laughs> you you chose uh, Bob Saget, I noticed. <laughs> but, uh,
1: this is a podcast. You bring it to the people at the level they're at, not at the level you want them to be at. Bob Saget,
0: ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, so uh, Bob Saget aside, right? I think we're about ready to wrap up. I think we've covered what might be, you know, capturing people's hearts about Regina Spector. I
1: I feel like we've covered as well as we can without actually playing the music of the musician we're discussing.
0: Well, that's exactly it. I mean, like, unless we want to go over each and every song, which would be a whole new podcast in and of itself. Yeah. Then, Um, then yeah, I think we've about. Got it nailed here. I mean... We could play a song, though. We could play a song. Yeah. We want to play, you know, something that everyone will know from a commercial, or do we want to play some... Weird rare track that nobody knows. I
1: think let's go weird rare track, okay? okay. Because like anything, like her albums, you can get anywhere. You okay. know your your iTunes. You can see shit on YouTube. Absolutely. Listen, there's I got one. I think you'll like it. Okay. I think. Okay. I, I can't remember where I found it. Where it's from. It's obviously a live track. All right. And uh um, it's called Baby Jesus. Promising. And <laughs> yes. And um, I feel like it gives. A good example of kind of her sideways storytelling and uh, some vocal range and whatnot and how she kind of improvises on the fly
0: live. I think that is a good representative sample of stuff we've talked about.
1: Absolutely. And this song, I feel like it's a, a partial cover of something that I vaguely remember from... Twenty five years ago, yeah, and can't for the life of me figure out what the hell it is. She does that as well sometimes. Yeah, Just like
0: sticks in little bits of lyrics from other songs.
1: That's true. Yeah, she'll like it'll sound like she's doing a cover, and then she'll go completely off off topic of the cover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So whatever it is, it's pretty great. Um, Definitely okay. Yeah, and and uh, you know she like I said she's made six albums in the last twelve years. Yes. Um, you find them. I recommend it. YouTube, whatever.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, until next week, uh, send those topics in dot org. Yep. Uh, Or uh, get at us at uh, facebook.com slash breakfastwiththebeak. com. You can hit us up on Twitter at thebeak and at Doc Heisenberg. That's Doc with a K. Yes, sir. Yes. And so really now until next week, Uh, here is uh, Baby Jesus. Regina Spector, everybody.
2: Yeah. That statue, that statue of baby Jesus In the window, in the window of the 99 cent store Last night I saw the owner kiss it And whisper in its ear I was walking home from Walgreens And he did not hear me see him And on the very, very next morning All the subway cars were well, Hallelujah, welcome back the baby king The baby king All the believers, they were smiling and winking at each other I could honestly say it was Get for my life. Uh, they say all the non-believers they get to eat dirt, and the believers get spit on their graves. All the non-believers they get to eat dirt, and the believers get they spit on their graves. All non-believers, all non-believers, all non-believers. A statue of a baby Jesus in the window, in a window of the 99-cent store. Well, they've been shown it on the news. It was 30 times its size with a <laughs> megaphone and a heartache bruiser, hovering in the skies and all the stuff we hallelujah, well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Welcome to He said, all the non believers get to eat dirt and the believers get to spit on their graves. All the non believers get to eat dirt and the believers get to spit on their graves. All non believers, all non believers, all non believers. when i woke up i ran and bought it and i locked it in my closet with a little bread and water and a flashlight and a first aid kit till he grows
1: this has been a production of the beak podcasting network
0: visit the beak.org to learn more about this and other quality podcasts seriously guys so awesome